Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, and I'd like to welcome my guest, Dr. Claire Kellen, an anesthesiologist who was former Senior Vice President for Professional Standards at the American Medical Association and currently is Senior Fellow of the National Alliance for Health Information Technology. Today, we will be discussing the destruction of the healthcare system due to Hurricanes Katrina and Rita. Welcome, Dr. Kellen. Thank you very much, Dr. Hill. Why don't we begin by speaking about the immediate effects of the delivery of medical care due to the damage of Hurricanes Katrina and Rita? The hurricanes basically wiped out the entire healthcare system. People were basically marooned inside the hospital. They couldn't get out because of the water in the streets. They had to be evacuated from the rooftops by helicopters, by boats. The hospitals became basically non-functioning because with the flooding which occurred in the basement, which is where all of their electronic equipment was kept also, they were very quickly put out of commission. Where did they move out to? They went to the side of the road. If the road was dry, they went to bridges. They have high overpasses in New Orleans. That's where many of them ended up. Then they were further evacuated from there to the airport where they were lined up on the tarmac. Some of them were evacuated from there by planes to places like Houston, Atlanta, Austin, wherever they could get places to take care of them. Now, there was no power in the hospitals, right? Well, there was emergency power until the emergency power broke down. And what have we learned from this? I think what we learned was that we really need to be prepared for disaster almost at any instant. You never know when something bad is going to happen. Look at 9-11. Look at what's happening in the Middle East. We always have hurricanes. We have earthquakes. We have floods. We have fires. It's really amazing how quickly your whole life and your whole way of doing things can be changed. And this is what happened to the people of basically of New Orleans. And what has happened in the time since these hurricanes? The hospitals have not yet reopened because they have been so damaged. They're trying to decide whether they are going to be able to reopen them or not. A lot of the physicians left. There's about 25% of the physicians still in New Orleans that were there prior to the hurricane. One of the greatest concerns is the fact that out of the 120 psychiatrists who used to practice in New Orleans, there are only 12 left. And what happened to all the doctor's records of the patients? They were destroyed in the floods. And I think that Katrina and Rita showed the value of having an electronic health record system. Will New Orleans and other cities in Louisiana ever recover in terms of their medical care? I think they will. They have a redesigned healthcare collaborative that's working very hard right now to try to come up with a system that will reintroduce a very effective, quality oriented healthcare system. So, what can we learn to prevent this type of disastrous result from a natural disaster such as these hurricanes? You really need to learn to be prepared. You need to put some kind of emergency plan in effect. It's going to be absolutely vital to have physicians in leadership roles in these disaster preparedness activities. Now, some years ago, after 9-11, President Bush initiated the Medical Reserve Corps. Is that the type of organization and the type of activities that you're referring to? That certainly is one that can be valuable, but there are many other ways. And I don't think we should pre-prescribe what kind of emergency response plans there are, but leave it to the community to know what will work best for them. So this should be done on a more local level? Yes. Disaster is local. 
And the federal government can help, but they should not mandate what a local response is going to be. Is there anything special about the city of New Orleans and surrounding cities other than the geography that made the results so disastrous? They weren't prepared. The Ninth Ward, which was totally devastated, you see a lot of cars that were down there. People could have got out if they thought it really was as serious as it turned out to be. But they thought they had survived hurricanes before, that they would not be touched with this one. They'd managed to ride it out. Was this a cavalier attitude? And I think when they decided that they should get out, it was too late. Do you expect to have more specialists and more physicians over the coming years in Louisiana to make up for this terrible tragedy? We're hoping that some will return or that some of the younger physicians when they're coming out of residency will like the challenge of getting involved in a new system with a new approach to providing health care. What is this new way of health care delivery that we will implement in Louisiana due to the disasters? The people in New Orleans did not have the best system for health care prior to the hurricanes. And they did not have a large infrastructure out in the communities. This emphasis on acute care only did not result in the best quality of care. And it turned out that it was also the most expensive area for the government, the Medicare programs, and the Medicaid programs. They just paid a lot and didn't get a lot of quality care. So now that they basically have wiped the slate clean, with their healthcare system because it was totally destroyed after the hurricane system. The hospitals still today, what is it, nine months since the hurricanes, they are not yet open. The physicians are still struggling with how can they see patients, that most of them, their office buildings were destroyed. They've lost their records. They're trying to figure out how they can best start servicing the patients that they have. They really are interested in exploring a different focus and really trying to see if they can come up with a system that will emphasize the community care, the provision of health care rather than sickness care. What does that really mean? That means looking at ways that you can prevent chronic diseases or you can prevent the exacerbation of the chronic diseases. If you can set up centers in communities that sort of provide a little bit of everything. There's a clinic there, there's childcare there, there's educational programs there about the values of not smoking, the disasters that can occur if you drink too much, the impact it will have on your system. You know that there's a lot of talk right now about obesity, the epidemic of obesity, particularly in children. And when you think of what the impact of obesity in a child has on an adult 30 or 40 years later, I mean, basically every system can break down because of the obesity. If they can set up these programs that will really orient the patients to work with their physicians to try to have a healthier lifestyle and also to bring the patients into the decision-making process in this healthcare environment and to get the patients to recognize that they are accountable for participating in whatever therapeutic regimen the doctor has prescribed. And if the doctor really works with the patient to form a very tightly knit therapeutic team, we think that the results will be a lot healthier and hopefully so you'll have quality care and lower cost because you won't have to have so many people going into hospitals first rather than being taken care of in the community. So this is similar to wellness care or preventive care that has been emphasized so much in the past number of years in our medical practices, yes? That's true. It has, yes. But the problem with that approach before was that the government, Medicare, doesn't pay for prevention. 
So what they're hoping in Louisiana is they can come up with this pilot program where they can get a waiver from the government that will allow them to provide preventive services and be reimbursed for them. The doctor's time is always valuable, and you should get reimbursed for the care you're providing, even if it's teaching them the proper diet, the proper ways to exercise, or the importance of exercising. So all of that factors into the overall complete wellness picture. I think, yes, if we can focus on wellness, it will be a lot better for everybody. Now, is this a model just for healthcare delivery in cities that have gone through a disaster, or is it a model for all cities, irrespective of whether they have a disaster, that being for optimal health care? We've been talking for a few years now about the need to really start focusing on prevention as opposed to waiting for something bad to happen and then try to correct it. The people in Louisiana, the Redesign Healthcare Collaborative, are hoping that they can come up with a program that can serve as a model for the rest of the country so that when they show how successful it can be, then then they can be moved out into other areas of the country who are willing to try this as well. And then, you know, hopefully we'll have a healthier and less weighty population in America. Now, logistically and practically, how do we actually get to that point and develop this type of healthcare delivery system? They're trying very hard to figure out how best they can do this. We have had a few experts from around the country who have participated in some of these kind of programs come in and talk to them about their ways of setting up this new care delivery program. But it has to be a locally developed program. We can't mandate it that this is what they need to do. We will just encourage them to find as much help as they can, talk to as many experts as they can, and then slowly, although they don't have a whole lot of time, try to implement this in areas, probably New Orleans first, because that was the part of the state that was the most devastated. But we have to remember that the entire state was affected by Katrina. Why is it so important that we concentrate locally? Well, that's where the action is. You know, the patients are local. The physicians are local. The other parts of the healthcare team are all local. And you need to understand what the local needs are. What is the type of chronic condition that is most prevalent in an area? You shouldn't go in and say, okay, this is going to be our cardiovascular program if you don't have any real cardiovascular patients there, but something else. It's easier to accept something also if it's developed and produced in your neighborhood so that it's not me coming in to tell you what to do, but you have decided for yourself what will work best. And where does acute care fall into the system? Oh, acute care will always need to be there, but it's not going to be the predominant way of providing care. It's not going to be the knee-jerk reaction to send somebody to the hospital when something happens, but to try and figure out how you can deal with it in the local area, in their home, or in the community. The acute care is there when you need it, but it is not going to be the first step. Is this a different population of physicians? No, they're the same physicians that are throughout the rest of the country. The physicians that are working on this are the physicians that have stayed and are trying to do something to help the healthcare system there become somewhat better than it was before or a whole lot better than it was before. They're very dedicated to trying to work to do something to make sure that the people who are living in the area do have the care that they need. On a practical point, since at this point Medicare does not remunerate for preventive care, how are these physicians remunerated? How do they make their payments for their own personal issues? 
Well, they all have a big problem because they are not getting reimbursed right now. They all are struggling to pay the mortgages for their house, pay the mortgages for their office. Even if that building is destroyed, they still have to pay the mortgage, as do all the other citizens of Louisiana who are still there. It's a big problem. And they're trying to get it sorted out. But the federal government is not coming in with a big check and saying, here, just go to it. They are really struggling. They just do not have the money, many of them. It's tough seeing them like that. I am Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, your host, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM 233, the channel for today's medical professional. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. Claire Callan, anesthesiologist and former senior vice president for professional standards at the American Medical Association and currently senior fellow of the National Alliance for Health Information Technology. And we have been discussing a new way of healthcare delivery in Louisiana due to the disasters caused by Hurricanes Katrina and Rita. There is another great segment coming up 